This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Rosie Report, Spring Training Edition. It's all you need to know about the tribe in Goodyear. Daily updates, player interviews, along with other spring training hijinks and tomfoolery. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. This is the Rosebud Report, blossoming from spring training. Well, let's get ready for baseball. As Delano DeShields, who came to the Indians in the Corey Kluber deal with the Texas Rangers, right-handed hitting center fielder, will be the first Indians batter in Cactus League play as Scott Blewett, the right-hander, gets the sign. He winds, delivers, and delivers on the outside corner a called strike. And we're underway. Cactus League baseball for 2020. And it's a first pitch strike from the right-hander. And that's how it started yesterday over in Surprise. The Indians starting the exhibition season against the Royals. Tom Hamilton opening not only the broadcast, but the start of games on the exhibition slate. And later on, Fran Reyes showed that he will be a power hitter to contend with again. The pitch to him, and he drives left center. Heath is on the run. He can weigh whatever he wants now. He'll circle the bases with a towering blast to left center. Well, it's never that he's been fat. He's just a mammoth human being. He, he is a massive human being. And, you know, it, that obviously plays into his power. And I think a big part of this offseason was how does he get himself into a little bit of a slimmer spot but keep the power that he has? Yeah. He's talked about that a lot. He dropped about 15 pounds working at our Dominican complex, but he was still doing strength training. So it was a way, how does he, instead of just being pigeonholed as a DH, how does he add some versatility to play a little bit more outfield? feel a little bit lighter and yet still have the bat that he potentially can have. Well, he just pounded a solo homer to left center and the Indians have a 4-1 to one lead. So the Indians defeated the Royals by a final score of 9-5 to five in surprise yesterday. Some good performances all around. Reyes with the home run, Mike Freeman with a two-run single, and uh, James Karinchak, one of many pitchers who were impressive with a scoreless inning of work for the Tribe. Now, you may be wondering, where was the Rosie report yesterday? Well, we were very busy, and uh, we're joined by Indians Vice President of Communications, Curtis Danberg. And, and Curtis, uh, we could say the coyote ate the homework uh, or something like that, but uh, a very busy night. Hammy had a barbecue last night. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Always a good time. Uh, Hammy and his wife, Wendy, uh, put on a nice spread for us. And that was uh, immediately after the game, so time was of the essence. But leaving no stone unturned. We are recording this local time in Arizona at about 3.15 a.m. Explain what's going on out here and uh, what fans can tune to back home in the Cleveland area. Uh, Indians Radio Week has uh, begun, and so we have a lot of our affiliates from around uh, our network in town, but today's a huge day. Tickets go on sale, all 81 games, including opening day, uh, go on sale this morning at 10 a.m. on Indians.com. 10 a.m., Santa's coming! (laughs) So are the tickets. <laughs> so we're excited uh, to be unveiling. And, hey, go to innings.com. Go to innings.com backslash promos. You can see all the great promo schedule. We've got 15 fireworks nights. We've got 11 Sugardale Dollar Dogs. 
You mentioned Fran Mill Reyes. We have a Fran Mill Reyes jersey giveaway. We're honoring uh, Bob Feller's uh, opening day no-hitter with a jersey from 1940. We're going to celebrate the 1920 World Series team. So a lot of great promotions. And at 10 a.m. this morning, for the first time ever, we have limited edition special single-game ticket packages with limited edition uh, promotions such as bobbleheads. You can do a, a compilation of all the hot dog mascots, uh, bobbleheads. We've got uh, a Snoopy bobblehead. Um, we even have Ham from Sandlot. It's going to have his own bobblehead and Ham Porter. <laughs> so you have to go to Indians.com backslash specials uh, to uh, get access to that special uh, on sale. And I know last year the, the schedule was a little bit different because of the All-Star game. Some homestands had to be moved around and things like that. Seems like a, a, a smoother schedule this year. And during the summer, some great opponents coming in, uh, like the Yankees and Astros. Yes, uh, Astros ended June, uh, early July. We've got the Yankees for a weekend series in August. So a uh, great schedule. It is much – you don't have the extremes. We had like 10-game homestands. We had 10-game road trips. It's a lot more balanced this year. All right, Curtis, go back to bed, would you? I, I wish we could. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's about 3.15 in the morning here in Goodyear, and uh, we thank you for tuning into the Rosie Report. I know you can do it whenever you like uh, because it is a podcast, but uh, we are recording it at that time. On to our player segment. Adam Pletko had a really strong season a year ago and was part of that group that helped the Indians starting rotation deal with injuries to key pitchers and uh, he certainly picked up the slack. 21 appearances with a record of 7-5 and five, an earned run average of 4.86. And when we caught up with Adam last week, he talked about last season and how that really put him on the radar in terms of being a strong major league pitcher. Yeah, I thought there was a real growth there. Um, even going back to 18, uh, the end of the year, um, we had some conversations. And I was just like, look, every, every single starter that's ever been in the system their first year numbers were about what mine was. Their second year numbers were about what mine was last year. So hopefully the growth continues into, into this year and, and continues to get better. What is it that allows you to, to have better success as you get deeper into this game? They talk about experience. What does that experience do for you that allows you to get hitters out more regularly? Uh, it creates comfortability, I feel like. Uh, not in a passive way, but you're actively comfortable in the sense that you're not fretting uh, when's my last day up here? Or, you know, that's Miguel Cabrera. I got to get Miguel Cabrera out. Now you faced him 10, 11, 12 times, and now he's just another hitter. Um, so I think for me, I just I got comfortable in a good way and, um, and then just decided I'm going to let what I do show. A lot of pitchers get to the end of the season, and they are mentally and physically fried, and, and they're just trying to get through. It didn't seem that way for you. Um, it, was that the case? And, and how would you feel at, at the end of the year and, and getting into your off-season program? Yeah, I think the last start, I, was, I had a really great stretch. The last start was pretty poor in, in Washington. And uh, we had just been eliminated, I think, officially. Um, and that was, I felt like that was the first time I could breathe. And I guess I shouldn't breathe because the last start was pretty poor. Um, but yeah, just that stretch run, I think all of us, um, all of our last starts, we were just pedaled to the metal, and finally, um, the last start for all of us, except for maybe Plesak, I feel like we all showed, man, we've been really trying to hold it together, and, and we were kind of out of it at that point, and it was just like, all right, well, it's been a pretty darn good year for, for a lot of what, what happened to the team. Did you work on anything in the offseason specifically, the, maybe a new wrinkle, something that, that you think 
might even allow you to have more success? Yeah, always working on stuff. Uh, you know, as a whole, I was pretty league average, which is, it's tough to be major league average. So um, I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, um, but I'm looking at what I do well and let's continue to be above league average in that point. And what do I do below league average, right? Let's try and bring that up to league average or be above it. So um, curveball was something that was league average to slightly below. And it was like, okay, maybe we can focus a little bit of uh, time and effort there and create some sharper break and um, who knows, it might be a swing and miss pitch for me and add in strikeouts, add in more innings, add in less base runners, all those things are obviously super positive and just from a delivery focus, I was just trying to move better. So you come to camp and the Indians have developed this reputation as a, a real good pitching machine mm -hmm. and you're part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it like, it, I'm sure you read about it and, and hear some of the nice accolades that, that others give to the Indians organization in terms of developing pitching. What's it like to be a part of, of that group that, that has really steadied this team the last couple of years? I think more than anything, it's, um, it's continued work. You know, you, you don't get to the top and, and just say, okay, I'm good. You want to get to the top and stay at the top if you're a competitor like I am. So uh, being named in that sentence and being a part of this organization of the best uh, developed pitchers in all of baseball, I don't want to stop there. I want to be one of you know, the best staffs in baseball. I want to have the lowest ERA as a starting group or as a relieving group or as a team. You know, um, I, I don't want us just to be developed. I want us to, to lead the league in pitching. So along those lines, that means there's a, a lot of good arms and, and you're part of that, but that also means competition. And, and there's a chance some really good pitchers are, are gonna be in a battle here this spring. How do you approach that this spring, uh, being trying to be one of those five? Absolutely. I think competition uh, breeds success. I think uh, good teams don't shy away from competition. I think good pitching staffs don't shy away from competition. Uh, if you feel like you have three closers, that's great because one closer is going to emerge or one closer will mostly emerge for sometimes when he needs days off or whatever like that. But if you feel comfortable in two other guys, that's fantastic. Maybe the other two other guys want to be the closer, but that's going to continue to drive them to want to be that guy. Uh, same thing with the starting staff. I don't think anybody's comfortable um, being one, two, three, four, or five in the sense that we all want to be one. And whoever is one, um, they want to be the best pitcher in baseball. So I, I think as a whole, as a staff, we support each other wholly. We all want us to be the best pitcher we possibly can. And within that, we all want to be the best pitcher on the staff as well. Adam Pletko joining us. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, you're going on a, about a year, I think, first time dad. Mm -hmm. um, how's that work-life balance in, in the off season when, when you're trying to prepare for the year? And, and what has that done to you being a father now for the first time around? I'm running around a lot more, I'll tell you that. He's got me running all over the place, but it was a, it was a really fun off season. Uh, he turned one, like basically right when we got home from season and uh, became a toddler instantly and decided to throw fits until he got his way and, and different, you know, fun things we've all experienced. Um, but he's also been so much fun to watch grow and, and mentally develop and learn where his head, his nose, his ears are, you know, little things like that. And um, it, was a, it was a fun off season for sure. And there, there's no real manual that they give you when you leave the hospital. There's no manual. <laughs> I wish there was, but they, they, it does not exist. Um, looking back, you, you had a great college career at UCLA. Um, does that still come into play as, as you get deeper and deeper into pro ball and, and now at the major league level? 
in was, terms of, of being a helpful experience for you to, to draw from? Absolutely. I think uh, just like we talked about, we had a lot of competition of really good pitching pitchers on a pitching staff at UCLA, and I think that's where um, that got ingrained in me. I was with Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer. Garrett Cole is the wealthiest pitcher to ever play the game of baseball. Um, I still talk to Garrett regularly. Uh, I still talk to Trevor regularly. And, you know, I was the third pitcher on that staff, so I was swinging up at those guys like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty darn good too. Um, and then that continued after they left. We had some pitchers behind me, and um, there was friendly competition there to the point where they wanted to be me, and I didn't. I wanted to be the best pitcher in the country. I didn't want to give up that spot. So, um, I like like I spoke of our staff. That's I guess where I originally got that competition from. Spring training, I think it means different things to different people. Um, you have a great outlook on baseball history and things like that. Where does spring training fit in for you in terms of of uh, either highlights or, or necessary evil throughout the course of the year? Well. I mean, most people will tell you spring training's for the starting pitchers, so I'd call it a pretty necessary uh, uh, event for me. Uh, I always think it's fun. Uh, for me, it's the best time of year to interact with fans. Uh, for me, it's the best time of year to see family that uh, may not travel all the way to Cleveland because it's pretty far from Southern California or wherever they might be. Um, so being pretty centrally located, uh, for me on the West Coast, it's always a great time of year to go to dinner with family. Um, there's 14 other ball clubs, 15 including us, and I have friends all over the place out here, so grabbing dinner with them, playing golf with them. Uh, I think it's the perfect mix of get your work in and, and some fun. There's, there haven't been as many changes team-wise this year as there were coming into camp last year, and it's only been a couple of days, but um, your thoughts on, on this team heading into the season, a team that I think a, a lot of folks um, Maybe they look at the division and the things the White Sox have done, the things the Twins have done, and maybe don't look at the Indians in the same light. What, what about you and, and what you see in that clubhouse? I mean, it's personally, I think it's been the same dialogue two years running. We got rid of Michael Brantley, we got rid of Jan Gomes, we got rid of these guys, and it was like, you didn't sign anybody back, what happened? We won 93 games with everybody getting hurt, with missing Jason Kipnis for the stretch run, missing Jose Ramirez for the stretch run. We still won 93 games, and people are going to blame the division, blame this or blame that, it doesn't matter. We won 93 games. It's not that easy to do in Major League Baseball. Having uh, said that, the other teams did um, add some pretty talented players. Um, but I think they added pretty talented offensive players and we're a pretty good pitching staff, so I'm excited about that. That's Tribe starting pitcher Adam Pletko talking about the season to come. A lot of confidence there, both team-wise and personally, as he gets ready for what could be his uh, second full season in the major leagues. I know he spent a little bit of time at Columbus a year ago, but uh, for the most part was in the big leagues with the Indians, and he could be a key figure in that starting rotation again for the Tribe. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report. Thanks for being patient. We'll try and get a, another one out to you today. The Indians are in uh, Salt River Field, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, talking stick, the uh, complex there for the Colorado Rockies, and that's who the Indians play this afternoon. 310, the first pitch back east. So until tomorrow, this is Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks for listening to the Rosie Report, Spring Training Edition. This has been the Rosie Report.